What is going on guys? My name is Brady Clackengay, your host, and welcome back to another episode of The Peace Talk, a podcast about the people. What we aim to create here is a healing process for those involved in a safe, comfortable environment. I, Brady Clackengay, will ask our guests a few questions centered around something they went through in life that perhaps they struggled with. Maybe they came to a solution, or maybe they haven't yet. But through these series of questions and open, free-flowing conversation, we come to a solution together. So either way, whether they've come to a solution on their own or on the show, it's a learning and healing process for us all. This is special because, as you know, we all have our own unique situations, but more than likely, the emotions we experience through those situations are the same or similar to someone else's experiences. Our lives are obviously unique to ourselves, but similar in many fashions too, which is where the magic and healing happens. We can learn best from each other, which brings us closer as a collective, knowing we go through the same emotions and circumstances, and we can all become the best versions of ourselves. It is my honor and pleasure to be speaking in front of you all today, and without further ado, let's get into it. All right, guys. My name is Brady Clockengay. It's both an honor and a pleasure to have you guys on for another episode of The Peace Talk, a podcast about the people. Today, I'm excited to bring on the wonderful Brett. He has his own Instagram page at Juice Feaster, and he's been a part of the conscious community since 2014. He's a new, awesome member of our community, so give him a warm welcome, and... Without further ado, let's get into it. Thank you. Good to be here, Brady. Pleasure to have you. All right. So here on the Peace Talk, the idea and the direction we'd like to take is pretty free-flowing. I'll ask a few questions, and wherever the conversation takes us is, you know, where we'll go. Awesome. I love it. The first couple questions are usually pretty easy just to kind of get us started. So for this first one... Tell us a couple things about yourself and why you were interested in sharing your insights on the Peace Talk here today. Oh, gosh. Uh, where do I begin? You know, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, in a nutshell, uh, we could say I, I grew up in Indiana uh, on, a, on a farm, small family farm that had been in the family um, since the 1800s, uh, actually awesome. homesteaded in 1837 through some of the land grant stuff that was happening back at that time. And my family has been there ever since. Um, uh, Both my parents were school teachers. So grew up in a teaching slash uh, farming family and uh, went to school, went to college, uh, uh, educated myself in food science, food chemistry, and kind of went on to work in the juice industry, uh, the commercial juice industry. And uh, fast forward, uh, a little bit further, we, my wife and I, uh, kind of scratched our entrepreneurial itch and started a winery. Really? Yeah. Started a winery in 2004, kind of playing into my interest in beekeeping. Uh, okay. I, I was, I had always had an interest in beekeeping. So I started keeping some honeybees and we were looking for an entrepreneurial venture um, so we started, uh, a winery that, that specialized in making wine out of honey. And, uh, okay. so it's called mead. And we, so we made mead and hard cider, which is a fermented beverage made with apples. 
Uh, we did that for about 15 years. And um, this kind of wraps it all up. I, I had, had been having some health problems, some health issues, and felt like I needed to kind of dig deeper into my health issues. So mm -hmm. I worked my way up to a 30-day juice feast, uh, which is, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, basically I consumed juice only for 30 days and, uh, and, and feast versus fast, meaning I drank anywhere from one to two gallons of juice per day and, you know, a half gallon to a gallon of water. So no restriction in calories, but uh, juice only. It so was no, that, no solid foods? No solid foods whatsoever. Okay. So green juices, fruit juices, about 80% 80, 80 of my consumption was fruit juice and 20% roughly was green juices. Um, but it was during that 30-day juice feast that I kind of felt what it felt to feel like a real human again and um, made a decision during that 30 days, probably about halfway through two to three weeks through the 30 days that I no longer wanted to be in the alcohol industry. And, and so we had run our business, uh, our winery for 15 years. And so it was a pretty um, watershed moment for me. My wife was already ready to uh, exit right. the industry, uh, but I, I guess it just took me kind of coming to my senses and um we made the decision to opt out we kind of got clear on selling that business and getting out and um, made the transition to becoming um, someone who uh, helps people improve their health through juicing and raw living foods so that's kind of my new new career so that's kind of the long story into a short story there <laughs> No, that's uh, that's awesome, and I kind of I kind of resonate with you as far as so do you do you still consume alcohol to a certain extent or are you out completely? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out completely. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what I and I don't have anything against it, and right. this is something that maybe we can get into a little bit. Something that that uh, plagued me a little bit over the course of my younger to middle adulthood. Mm -hmm. um, was was alcohol and how I engaged with it right. um, and you know I think that everyone uh, can interact with substances like that at a di different level and for me it was something that um, once I I experienced what I experienced during that 30-day cleanse um, I decided that it, it just wasn't for me any longer so right. nothing against those that still enjoy it um, uh, so you know it's everyone's on their own, their own path for sure. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of where, um, I resonate with you as far as that goes is, uh, early in my adult life, you know, I had, I feel like we've all had our experiences with alcohol, but then, uh, when looking deeper into the subject, um, I actually saw where like the origin of the word spirits comes from. And okay. it, it sort of talks about when you're drinking drinking a spirit, uh, when you have the alcohol in your system, you're opening uh, kind of your energy to all the spirits and entities around you. And you're not always letting in the best energy or spirits sure. when you're under the influence of alcohol. And when kind of looking at that, that's kind of when I took a step back from alcohol myself. Now I usually just strictly just social drinking. I don't ever drink it in my free time or anything like that. But sure. um, there's definitely, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that could, could benefit from kind of looking into their habits when it's associated with alcohol. Um, 
I'm sure we all have our experiences where, you know, we've done things that we probably wish we didn't do, but sure. uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really what happened to me. Um, you know, I, I was doing the juice, the juice thing for health reasons and it, 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 it opened up, um, you know, exposure to other things that I, that I, you know, remembered from my youth when I felt so much better right. and I felt real and I felt, you know, I woke up, uh, energized and I, I just felt alive again. And so, uh, there was no reason for me at that point to kind of keep, keep it in my life in the way that it had been before. So yeah, it was cool, cool experience that I went on after that 30 day, after we finalized the sale of our business. Um, once I got, got through the transition of the business sale with my wife and passing the torch to the new owners, I embarked on 105 days juice only just mm. to go a little deeper. And, <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, I, I felt like, um, I, what I experienced on the 30 day really was, you know, exponential in the 105 day. So kind of took it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. So two things there. Yeah. I think, I think people forget about the, the fact that alcohol is a depressant and mm-hmm. especially once you get into your adult life and you can drink it legally now and uh, mm-hmm. people kind of just run to that when they have any sort of issue or stress when a lot of times, you know, that's going to just contribute to more negative energy surrounding whatever problem that, you know, you're drinking to escape from in the first place. Um, yeah, but aside, aside from that, uh, you were talking about how you went deeper into your juice cleanse. You said 105 mm-hmm. days what exactly is the the feeling that you experience when you're doing that? Like, do you feel like lighter, just more energetic or like, what does, what does that feel like? Yeah, really all of the above. Um, you know, for me, my energy levels are incredible. The feeling of lightness and levity and, um, clarity, mental clarity is, is, uh, really just amazing. And it, it only take for me, it only takes, you know, a week, you know, five days to a week to kind of get into that once I, I go into juice only. And then it just keeps getting better and better the longer that I stay on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't I don't recommend everyone just jump right into something like that. It took some time right. for me to work up to it and, and some, you know, a lot of research and figuring out how to do it safely and, and effectively. But the the level of clarity, mental clarity and um the, the feeling that, that I have when I wake up in the morning, when I'm on, you know, an extended juice feast like that, it's just, there's really been nothing in my life that, you know, no substance that I've ever taken, no food that I've ever eaten, no, um, you know, activity that I've ever done that has really measured up with it. And I've, you know, done adventure sports and I've done, you know, (laughs) all sorts of substances and, uh, (laughs) Um, nothing really has, has measured up to how I, how I feel when I, when I get on, uh, you know, a juice only period of time. So, um, I think probably the most, uh, the most, uh, really point of, you know, point of mention about how I feel that always gets my attention right. is after, you know, five to seven days of being on juice only, I wake up in the morning usually early, um, usually, you know, kind of between like four and five thirty in the morning without any alarm clock. And I have this 
low humming buzzing energy and I, I've never experienced anything quite like it it's just like a, an almost an audible hum within my chest and mm. um, I, I've never experienced anything like that and I, I don't even really know how to explain it uh, and I haven't really found anything that has uh, in my research that described what it is uh, but that feeling is unmatched and, and I really enjoy it when I get it. And um, I, I like to, I, I like, I like to think that it's, it's, um, you know, just consuming nothing but the things that my body, my body enjoys the most absolutely, and works the best on. And so it's allowing my body to be a human, you know, to be a real human, you know, I'm getting concentrated nutrition I'm, I'm easing up on my digestion. I'm getting all these things that are happening for me um, that really don't happen in a normal modern world. So, yeah, that's kind of what, what I experience when I go a little deeper. That's, uh, that's amazing. And I think, yeah, I think cool. the first uh, you know, tidbit of insight that we've gotten from you so far is this: you've got to find what, uh, what, what's, you know, what resonates with your body. Um, you know, we're all individuals and in that all, you know, we all are, um, we all have our own instances of like what we, what we need. And for you, it's, it's the juice, but you know, if you can find that diet or that, um, that fast that works for you, you can kind of enter that almost like Zen state. It kind of sounded like what you were talking about. Totally like that. Totally like that. And there's also an, an experience that I feel when I go out into public, uh, when I'm in that zone as well. And you kind of feel like you're you're outside looking in. You're almost like kind of hovering above things, looking, <laughs> and that's pretty trippy too. You know, so like yeah. be, being able to, um, in a way, remove yourself, uh, even though you're immersed in it. You're, and I don't want to say it feels like you're an outsider, but it definitely gives you a different perspective of how you walk through the world and the the things that you put in your body and the, the, the music, the energy, the people that you surround yourself with and all these things that you might not think too much about on a daily basis, it really kind of brings them up to the surface so that, um, you know, you're just more conscious. To me, it's a, a really good opportunity just to be more conscious. Absolutely. And you can't, yeah, you can't put a price tag on that. Um, no. <laughs> I, I've been doing a lot of inner work myself the last few months and, uh, I've experienced those same emotions, uh, as far as, you know, who I surround myself with and what type of energy I allow into my life. You know, when you have that feeling of consciousness, um, you don't want to put yourself through those, you know, those things that used to give you pain and used to make you feel bad about yourself anymore. And, Again, like there's this, uh, there's no price tag that you can put on that. It really is just invaluable. Yeah. And those things play so much into our daily lives, you know, yeah. in the present and how we roll into the future for sure. 100%. 100%. So for our next question, what are some activities that you did in your youth that made you feel alive or at peace? And I, I like to ask this question because I feel like a lot of us could, um, it can bring a lot of good into our lives to reconnect with that, with that inner child. You know, again, like I were talking about a little bit earlier, you get into the adult life and you kind of forget about all those, those feelings. So yeah. what are some things that, uh, 
that you that you did then yeah you know for me growing up in a rural area on our farm we had some forested areas and some some creeks that ran through those forested areas and for me if i ever had any spare time or an opportunity i was in the woods i was in the woods i was wading in the creek i was catching crawdads you know just <laughs> any you know like anything yeah. that i could do to be and it just it was just something i did naturally no one said hey brett let's go to the let's go to the woods or you know uh, my brother was quite a bit older than me he was uh almost um, five years older than me. So he didn't want to hang with me and I didn't really <laughs> want to hang with him. So I was out on my own um, doing, doing a lot, you know, my friends lived uh, a distance away. So it was pretty much me uh, figuring out what I wanted to do on my own. So for me, getting to the woods and getting in the Creek was, was where it was at with me. And um, you know, it's something that I've definitely, as, as I've gone through my adult life and my career, uh, that wasn't as much of a focus, you know, you're focused on making a living and, and, you know, keeping your business running or your, your, your job or what have you. And so it's been nice over the last few years to really kind of re-engage with that, that um, kind of carefree uh, interaction with nature. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do definitely uh, it's, it's, I'm glad you asked that question because that's kind of how it makes me feel when I get back out in nature, it's that same feeling that I had when I was a kid. And that's kind of what I re-experienced when I got into the, the juice thing was feeling what it felt like um, when I was a kid, you know, exactly. I didn't have any health issues. I was carefree. And so that's what I was after, I think intuitively. And so the nature just, nature just falls right in there with it for sure. There's an energy there that's just unmatched. Uh, exactly. And that's why, uh, you know, I love to ask this question is, you know, especially having a kid of my own, when, when you're a child, you're just, you're just so innocent and you're just living in the present moment. Everything else outside of you has no meaning except what's right in front of you. And if we as adults can even just capture, you know, 10% of that, I just feel like we'd be so much happier in our daily lives. You know, like a lot of times I look at my son and I'm just like, I'm, jealous of them it's like man like look at you just having the time of your life with just what's here in front of you and i'm over here like you said like stressing about like you know making other things in our adult life work and um yeah we just all kind of go back to that and realize that we all do still have that inner child inside of us forever as as long as we're around that'll be there so we can't forget about that that innocence absolutely yeah, that's cool. I, my wife and I don't have any children, but I always love to talk to parents who, you know, they're experiencing that. And I, I think that's cool that you can, you have that lens to kind of yeah. take another look again at what's going on. I'm sure it gives you a totally fresh perspective. Exactly. Exactly. That's it, cool. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, another thing that I liked that you touched on was when you were uh, a child and you were out in nature, you know, there was there was a lot of times when you were by yourself, you know, just kind of doing your thing and, and figuring out what uh, you enjoyed. And um, I feel like that's another thing that a lot of people in today's age could could benefit from, especially with, uh, you know, technology. We're all interconnected and it's like we're all in e- each other's faces all the time, 24 um, seven. And a lot of people, I think, are afraid to kind of take that step back and be by themselves and kind of learn about 
themselves. You know, everyone feels like they need to be with someone else to and share those experiences with them, which is great. Like you should do that too. But you have to have that balance of of taking a step back and being on your own, but then you know also being with others too. I mean, they're equally um, as important for one another. So I'm I'm happy that you touched on that. Yeah, cool. It's definitely been good for me. And I, I like to, you know, now I, I, I like to get out in nature by myself. Usually yeah. if I do that, it's on a bike ride or, yeah, um, you know, something of that nature. Um, hiking wise, it's usually with my my wife or my wife and some friends together. Um, right. So, yeah, they're great, great experiences for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've always loved my alone time, but uh, especially now having the little guy around, <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. cherish it now. <laughs> little one, two years old, that's uh, all consuming, I'm sure. Yeah, 100 <laughs> um, percent. It, it's great. You can actually do a podcast, though. You're keeping that keeping that rolling, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I'd like to take advantage of uh, of the weekend. That's my wife. She doesn't work, so. She's able to scoop him up and, and take him outside, which he could use a, a lot more of, I think, right now anyway. Yeah. And with this whole uh, thing going on, uh, yeah, sure. I do a lot of my work from home, so he's here with me. So every every chance that he gets out there, you know, is a good thing That's for good. him. That's good. Yeah. For this next question, and this one isn't necessarily to, like, call you out or make you look silly. It's more so, you know, we're all human beings and we all have things that uh, we could work on. So for this next one, what are some topics or things that you're not very good at or that you would like to improve on? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, here again, where do we begin? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible procrastinator. I, for, for projects, uh, certain projects, and I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if I figured out exactly why certain projects I'm a procrastinator on, but I, and I always seem to do... I say to myself that I do much better under pressure when there's a looming deadline, <laughs> but I think that's just because I have to, you know, right. there's no other choice. <laughs> I think it would probably be a lot better if I just didn't procrastinate. Um, but I'm a terrible procrastinator and it drives my wife crazy. And, and, uh, I'm sure people that are involved in projects with me. Um, but when I'm specifically responsible for my own, um, part of a you know, my own project, I can really get bad at that. I can, <laughs> I, I can be the worst at it. When I, when I put my mind to it and I get started and I get in the flow and I get in the zone, I'm very um, persistent and very, uh, I'm able to take things through to fruition, right. but sometimes just getting me started and initiating and, and, you know, making, making that first step happen is, is, uh, something i can definitely use some improvement on <laughs> yeah i definitely i definitely hear you there on that one i'm i'm the i feel like i'm the same way uh taking that first step i'm just like ah uh, yeah you know i have time but then once i get into it like you know i just see it all the way through and make it make sure it all gets done but yeah, so fo follow through we were sounds like we're similar um follow through is great and 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 taking it to the finish line is great but Sometimes getting started. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's if, one thing. I don't know. We could keep, probably keep going all day. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna go with another one, we we have time. How, incrim how incriminating I want to be about myself <laughs> here. Maybe this is, should be good. This is good therapy for me to yeah. uh, <laughs> dig on this. 
I guess maybe one other thing that I, I could talk about kind of going back to the alcohol uh, situation that I had with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, one of the things that I had kind of as a problem with alcohol, like I didn't drink every day. Um, and sometimes I might not drink for weeks on end, but when I did drink, it, I just couldn't stop, you know, just like once I would get started and, and you would get that initial feeling. And, and I think sometimes maybe not only just with alcohol, and I think there may be some advantage in talking this through with you and with myself is that sometimes when I I feel that feeling and get engaged with that feeling, I want it more. And so for that, for the alcohol, I thought it was making me feel good, but it was actually kind of causing the, the opposite effect. And so I often find that same thing with other things that I, I experience or I, I dig into, you know, uh, at one point in my life, my buddy and I did a cross country uh, bicycle trip. And so once I got started in the cycling, you know, world, I just wanted to just keep cycling, keep riding my bike and just keep digging in and it. And, you know, we did 4,200 miles on a bicycle. And when we finished that, you know, I felt this interest in just continuing and kind of had to had to stop myself. So I think there's that inclination on my part to once I get started on something, no matter whether it's good or bad, I, I don't know necessarily when to quit. So uh, <laughs> I think finding ways to channel channel that energy of, uh, you know, persistence into really amazing things is a is a good a good attribute, but could be, uh, you know, something if, if you're involved in the wrong things could be a definite problem. So I guess you could view it both ways. Absolutely. Um, I think it, it just all comes back to balance, right? You know, totally. you, you got to find that healthy balance. And that's something that mm-hmm. we could all work on and uh, whatever it is that we're doing in life is, is, is balance. You know, that's something yeah. that I've really been trying to work on lately myself and you know as i've been going through this podcast and hearing people talk about uh you know this question in particular i feel like that you know it's it's kind of cliche but i feel like that's could be a lot of the question or a lot of the answer to their questions is it's just finding that healthy balance whenever you're doing something and you know it's easy to to overlook that but um you know the answer doesn't always have to be some complicated thing you know like sometimes it can be as simple as just finding a healthy balance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, another like great thing about this question, you know, you, you kind of mentioned that, you know, maybe this is, this can be therapeutic for you talking about these questions. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of what makes the, this question, you know, so great is the fact that, um, not only do you get something out of it, but I get something out of it and the audience that's listening, get something out of it. And that's kind of where like all the, the special, you know, energy comes from as far as just kind of getting vulnerable and nobody likes to do that. But a lot of times, like that's where the most healing comes from. And we have to like really realize as human beings that, you know, when we're talking about something that we're, that we are going through or aren't good at, chances are there's so many other people out there that are experiencing and dealing with the same exact problem. It may not be, you know, the same exact situation because obviously that's unique to ourselves, but as far as the energy that we're experiencing, we're all um, in this together, you know. Totally, yeah. And I, I, that's one of the things that I kind of set out to do with Juice Feaster, which is kind of my platform for helping people with their health and, and well-being. Mm-hmm. 
is I try and convey uh, the stories that aren't so, you know, pleasant that I've had in my life and how I've, I've, you know, this brutal situation that I may have been in and what I did to kind of discover that I was actually in it. Cause sometimes we're just not aware that we're in it. Exactly. Um, so discovering what, what that brutal situation was and then researching how to take care of it and, and then kind of showing the steps to taking care of, care of it. And, you know, what this divine feeling is that you experience after the fact. And so, you know, if there's anything that I hope to do for people is to kind of uh, resonate with them on a level that, you know, if I did it, if I experienced it, you know, and I overcame it, you know, they can too. And that's, I, I guess that's my hope um, with my platform that I have is to really try and get those, get those stories that were deep inside me that, that I, I unlocked and figured out and, and, you know, always continuing to improve. Of course, I don't have everything figured out for sure. It's a, it's a lifetime of yeah. continuous improvement for me and I'm sure for most people, but, um, you know, just trying to resonate with people on that level. Absolutely. And like that, that's, uh, that, that's how you get past and overcome these obstacles is obviously the first step is awareness and, you know, realizing that you're in it. But then the the next step is, you know, talking about it and getting it off your yeah. chest and voicing that to other people. Because, you know, first off, it's great for you. I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, you're doing it for your benefit. But as a byproduct, though, you're helping other people get through the same exact thing. And it may not be for everybody, but, you know, for the people that it is for, the people that it does touch. I mean, it's life changing. Cool. Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And. You know, I did the same thing in my situation. I looked for other people who resonated with my story, and I did the same thing. You know, I I found people that I, I saw had kind of experienced what I had experienced in, or at least close to it, and, you know, mirrored them and kind of looked at them as mentors and, and you know, what I wanted to embody in my life. And, uh, you know, there are a number of people that have played into to who I am today, Um you know, some family members and, you know, certainly people that through the magical world of podcasts and, and, <laughs> and YouTube that, you know, I, I was able to, to find these people. And, you know, I think that's just kind of the magic of the arrow that we live in now that it's, it's exactly. very, yeah, very easy to access um, people, people and ideas and, and, and find ways to fix ourselves that we've never really had before in the history of humankind. So it's pretty cool. 100%. And I'm actually really happy to hear you say that uh, because one of my, one of my buddies recently, he, so there's a show on Netflix, it's called social dilemma. And it basically talks about how uh, social media and the, the internet of things is, is bad for people. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when used in the right way and in the right context, like you said, like it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And it's really, it's the same thing about, um, you know, who you surround yourself in the physical realm, you know, yeah. what you consume online and what you consume, what's right in front of you is, is always going to affect who you are. And you are the one that gets to decide what it is that you're consuming. Yeah. Right. But I feel like it's just so easy to point the finger at social media because it's, you know, the new thing and we're, you know, we're, we're not all, uh, aware of the, the positive things that it can do in life as well. But when you, uh, when you choose to, 
engaged in the right content or at least the positive content that's best for you, that's when a lot of healing can happen. You know, whether that's how you found it or the content that you're um, now creating for people and the, the people that I hope to reach through this podcast as well. Um, a lot of a lot of good things can happen, too. And uh, that's that's an underrated side of uh, of the Internet of Things. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And I haven't seen that documentary. I've seen it referenced in a few yeah. few places. Um, and I could I can definitely agree that, you know, there's certainly, you know, I think with any media or medium of information, you know, there there are certainly things that we can line up with that aren't the best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to kind of lay blame on the, the the type of media as the problem. You know, ultimately we're responsible for what we do with ourselves just like i was when i started drinking and i couldn't stop you know that was me it's it's, is it the alcohol's fault it's very tough for me to blame the alcohol for that it was really me that 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 made that choice um and how i interacted with that alcohol there are a lot of people that can engage with it and not have any issues you know so um I, i think it's really the same with with media and and the opportunity for you and I to engage today wouldn't probably be possible. If, exactly. If, if, uh, I mean, it, it could have been possible. It had been much more difficult for us to, you know, I probably never would have met you or, or, uh, had a chance to, to have this conversation today. So I, I think it's all about how we choose to interact with it and engage with it and make it work for, for the, the common good. Exactly. I couldn't have uh, said it better myself. That's a, cool. a wonderful way of putting it. And, it. and like how you said, it's all about, you know, ourselves as an individual and how we interact with it. Like it's so e- a lot of us nowadays, it's so easy just to point the finger at something else and be like, it's that thing's fault. When really we just need to, you know, take a step back, look in the mirror and, and see how we engage with it on a, on a personal level. And we can learn a lot from that and get the most beneficial stuff out of it if we, you know, choose to perceive it that way. And, yeah. and and as far as like saying, you know, without going too far down that, you know, you can say social media is bad, but again, it just comes down to what you're consuming, whether that be positive or negative. And that's been going on since, you know, the beginning of time, right? So either right. through books sure. or over the radio at one point, or then it was TV. And then now it just mm-hmm. happens to be social media. It's different. It's a different yeah. platform. Uh, exactly. That works a lot faster. You know, it's a lot, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the pace with which things come at you is, 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 uh, you know, it's like fire hose compared to, yeah, it's immediate now. To, yeah, it's just immediate. Um, you know, I think it, one thing that I've really noticed as I've put out information that, uh, is kind of geared to help people is I, I see the impact that I can have on someone's life, uh, that 30, 20, maybe even 10 or 15 years ago couldn't have happened in the same way. You know, I have a series of uh, informational books and guides for people or a course, you know, I have an online course for people to dig into. And prior to having these platforms available for us to interact with people and be social with people as we are today, I would have had to have written a book, written a manuscript. I would have had to have, you know, found a publisher or an agent that would have even lined me up with a publisher, right. then had them approve it and 
kind of massage it to what would work for their audience and then publish it. And, you know, I don't even know the steps that it would have taken for me to, to present myself to people to help them. Mm-hmm. There were these gatekeepers that stood in the way of, of me being able to provide my information to people um, uh, as easily as I am today. And so it's really leveled out the playing field for people to be able, you know, for you to have a podcast before, before, you know, these platforms are, are, were available. You, you would have been very difficult for you to, to have had a radio show exactly. that, that uh, interviewed people like me or all the other people that you interview. And so to me, that is just an incredible opportunity that we're, we're you know, uh, that we have available to us through social media or all these other platforms. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked on it. I know there's some things that are, <laughs> can be bad about it, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm good with it. Yep. And it all just comes back to balancing it, have a healthy relationship with it, and then choosing what you want to consume, whether that be positive totally. or negative. Totally. It's, a, it's a good way of putting it, 100%. Awesome. Um, so if there was one thing that you could tell your past self, uh, what would that be? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> One thing that I could tell my past self, I think for me, um, confidence, having confidence in myself. And um, I, I've always had a curiosity, but I think sometimes confidence in my ability to uh, take the leap and, and kind of take the calculated risk was something that maybe I, I um, didn't always take. So if I could, you know, go back to my, 18 year old self and say, Brett, if you, if you could do this one thing, I think that would be it. Maybe just to take the leap, um, you know, the informed leap a little sooner, a little more confidently and charismatically, um, and, and listen to your, your inner voice more and to be, uh, more engaged with that, that inner, inner in- intuitive nature that we have. Yes. Um, so I think if I could say any one thing, it'd be just listen and be confident. I love that. Um, that's I, I resonate a lot with that as far as the inner work that I've been doing lately too. And, and that's, you know, be more confident in yourself and listen to your intuition. Um, you know, a lot of us have that, you know, we hear it all the time, but then we kind of let the, the ego take over and tell us that, you know, we're not good enough or we have no business doing whatever it is that you think you should be doing. And uh, when you just have that, that confident nature to just really trust yourself and, and listen to your intuition and take that first step and make that leap, uh, you know, magical things really do happen. And you'll never know if you can actually do it until you try anyway. So, you know, at least, at least you won't have that regret, you know, of, of like, man, I, why didn't I just try that? You know, mm-hmm. you know maybe it, it could have worked. But because I was too yeah. scared to try, you know, I'll just never know. And I feel like that's yeah. one of the worst experiences that you could have is just regret. You know, that, yeah. that really just eats at you for time to yeah, come. Yeah, long, <laughs> long, long time. Yeah. yeah I think um, if, if I could add a second thing yeah, <laughs> sure. into, into the mix there, um, just feeling, having, having the ability to feel uh, in the present and feel what it is that you're interested 
and, and being like in the future and kind of feeling that feeling right now and aligning with that um, has really been something that, that I've enjoyed lately as opposed to just uh, putting things on a pedestal, uh, you know, being more of a person that is just okay with everything that's going on right now and super gracious about where I'm at right now and that that's all cool um, and just feeling and embracing that feeling in the moment. And I think if there's one thing I wish I maybe could have had, you know, an extra 20 years of practice on leading up to this point, it would be that just being good with where things are at right now and uh, lining, lining things up uh, in a way that uh, paralleled with where I wanted to be. Um, it, it, I think that would have been something that would have been really cool to have experienced um, an extra 20 years of or so. <laughs> Which it's never too late. To yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think it kind of goes back to that childlike feeling we were speaking yeah. of earlier. You know, I think maybe having uh, more time dedicated to that um, in the past would have been a good. If I could go back and tell 18-year-old Brett to just be be chill and be gracious and and line yourself up with your your values and your ethics, um, I think that would have been a good good piece of advice. Yes, that's it's uh, wonderful advice especially for anyone that's going to listen to this. And I think that's something that uh, we all sort of need to work on as far as manifesting the life that actually aligns with who we are at our core. You know, a lot of us get caught up in um, what society wants for us or what our parents want for us or what our spouse or what our best friends want for us. But, you know, what it really comes down to, like, what do you want for yourself and how do you yeah. want to give back? And if you can align with that, like how you said, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And one of the um, inner work courses that I'm taking right now actually talks about that, you know, aligning with what you want out of life and manifesting the life that you want. And one surefire way to create blockages around that is, as you mentioned, is putting things up on a pedestal. Okay. And when you do that, um, you're almost, you know, getting in the, the way of the universal way of things of how, of how it works and how you do align yourself with things. So if you ever want something, you know, it's great to, you know, do what it takes to get to there. But it's, the moment you put it on a pedestal is the it's, moment that it's taken away from it's you. It's like you're, you're, when that chase begins, Yeah. when you start chasing something, it's almost like it's going to run away from you. Exactly. <laughs> Anything that's being chased doesn't want to be caught you know so yeah uh, it's almost like the the, cool. the the or the the donkey or the horse with the stick and the carrot in front of them yeah it's and you're just never it. gonna get it yeah right 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 yeah that's that's cool I, um i definitely need to spend more time on that and 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 digging into that because i've had some things happen to me recently that have been really great uh, and i think as i've looked at how they've happened um uh, I haven't really thought too much about them. You know, I haven't really spent too much time uh, you know, or obsessing about them mm -hmm. or uh, I think I've just been interested in them and I felt like they lined up with where I was going and what, what I wanted to do, but I didn't, I didn't uh, really stress out about them or I didn't really, you know, put too much um, energy into thinking about them other than I just thought they were really cool and it would be a good, line up with what I'm doing. So 
maybe that's a good example of how it happened, how it happens is I just didn't, you know, I didn't chase it. So <laughs> they happened. So, so I'm, I'm smiling right now because that was actually the next step of what they talk about in that course. And it's oh, cool. the, the, the best way to speed up that process as far as manifesting what you want into your life is putting it out there that you want it and that it does align with you and it, it is something that's cool for you. And then just letting it go. And that's, that's the hardest step to do is because it's almost like a contradiction, right? Because you want something. So I have to go after it. I have to like obsess over it, but that's actually just creating blockages around it. But as soon as you, you know, again, put it out there that you want it and then just kind of release it out, out into, you know, the flow of things. That's the quickest way it comes back to you. Yeah, that's cool. And that doesn't mean um, like just do nothing, but you know, obviously yeah. you still have to work towards that goal. But that's the unique part, I guess, that I'm learning is that, um, you know, what's the balance of taking the action steps that you need to take to kind of line yourself up with it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and without that being such a, a pedestal type pursuit, uh, mm-hmm. or putting it up on a level that's pure, high, unattainable, you know, what's the balance there? So I yeah. guess that's the, the art. That's the art. and the balance. It is. It is an art, 100%. Cool. Uh, and I feel like it's different for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what works for someone else as far as, you know, aligning themselves with something is, is going to be different for the next person. But that's kind of like the beauty yeah. of things, though, right, is finding yeah, what right. works best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just that's knowing cool. that it's going to come to you, though, like you always have to keep that perspective. You know, as long as you're not obsessing over it or putting it over a pedestal, you know, like eventually it's going to come back to you. So, you know, you can't lose sight of that. That's cool. Well, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep digging on that then for sure. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. I've been, you know, I've, I've just found out about it myself. So I, 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 of course, need to do a lot of work on it myself. But uh, um, it's it's definitely good knowledge to know and actually have that perspective of of understanding how things work when it comes to aligning yourself. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yes, sir. Um, so for the next question, what are some obstacles that you've encountered lately or in the past that you'd be comfortable talking about today on the peace talk? Obstacles. Uh, you know, certainly in, in, uh, business, uh, in the past, there were uh, financial obstacles. There were interpersonal relationship and and uh, you know leadership blockages and things like that. Lately, I, I honestly haven't had too many blockages, but in the past, um, in the past, there were definitely you know um, interpersonal relations with people and selecting people for employees and i think um, uh, being able to engage with people on a one i think one part that i've always one thing that i've always struggled with is that um, it's been very difficult for me to be engaged with someone in business or as a um, manager or employer to an employee Mm -hmm and be friends with them and uh, be a leader to them. That's always been a very difficult thing for me. So if I've 
had someone that I've worked with, I always really want to be friends with them. But sometimes that friendship is tough to manage when you may also have a, a business relationship or a employee employer relationship. And so navigating that has been a tough one for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think being able to, uh, navigate that water successfully is definitely a skill set that I could use a lot more work in. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I want to be friends with everybody, but sometimes uh, there has to be, you know, some, some discipline and some direction and, and that's tough to do, um, for me as a, as a friend sometimes. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely been a tough one for me. Yeah. And you know, in my business yet, I don't have any employees under me, so I can't relate there. But as far as uh, being a new parent, I can sort of relate to that as far as, uh, you know, of course, you want to be cool with your kid and you want them to, you know, look up to you and love you and stuff like that. But then you have to kind of find that balance of like when to discipline them on this and like how far do you go in that discipline? Like what's too much? What's too little? Um, But it all kind of just comes back to that balance of things. But, yeah, uh, that's, I'd never thought about it in a parent child relationship, but it's, yeah. it's similar, you know, cause you know, and even more intense because <laughs> you're, <laughs> it's your DNA, you know, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, even, if, even if, yeah, just, it's, it's very, very uh, close to the best for sure. Yeah. It's, it's weird, you know, especially having your, it being your first one and, you know, obviously with experience it, or hopefully with experience, at least it, it gets easier. But uh, yeah, it's just, again, it just comes down to that. Like, you know, you want them to respect you, but you also don't want them to hate you, you know? So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, again, experience will, will alleviate some of that. But um, yeah, I think that's something that we all have to, um, uh, you know, just kind of do trial and error as far as what works and what doesn't. And I guess you could probably put that into perspective with, you know, relationships with your friends too, right? Because you want your friends to respect you, but you don't want your friends to also think like you're too uptight, you know, and you don't, right. you know, want anything to, to go by. Um, so yeah, just finding that, uh, that balance and of, of what's too much and what's too little in relationships is something that, um, that we all probably will continue to work on throughout our mm-hmm. lifetime. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And as I've been thinking about it here, it, it's brought up some emotions with me. And I've actually even made some statements as I've out loud that as, as I've transitioned, as my wife and I transitioned out of business ownership where we had, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 part-time to full-time employees, Right. So not having any at all, I, I made kind of a statement out loud that I would never have employees ever again. So it's brought up some emotions that I that I hadn't thought about in a while. And yeah. I think one of the benefits of what I'm doing now is I tend to hire uh, virtual assistants. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a terrible graphic designer. So if I make a an ebook, I just write the, the copy and then I, I find someone who's good at making and design of an ebook and I have them right. do it, but it's a contractual relationship rather than a long-term employee employer relationship. And so I guess that's a good fit for me. I guess I figured out that it's a better fit for me than being, being a, an employer. So I guess we, we find our way. 
Yeah, that's, you know, that's another benefit of the, the Internet of Things as well, as you can, you know, otherwise without that, you wouldn't have been able to find that sort of relationship. And, yeah. you know, you would have had to find someone, you know, physically and actually hire them on and have this long-term relationship with them. You know, in some realms, when like when it just comes to creating graphic design, you know, it doesn't need to be that long, you know, relationship. It just needs to be, you know, contractual as far as yeah. what you need and what that other person needs. Right, right. Whatever yeah. the immediate needs are and then go from there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've definitely got some work to do in that realm, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Just finding that balancing relationships is something that um we can all do better with i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right so you know we obviously we've talked about a lot of you know about you and some tactics that you've used um but uh what are some you know other tactics that you've used throughout your life that have helped you get back on track when you've kind of felt yourself you know, drifting away? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, one of the things that I've always been pretty good about is if I set out on a course to make an improvement with myself, um, you know, there's nine times out of 10, you're not going to be perfect at it. You know, maybe 10 times out of 10, you're not going to be perfect at it. None of us yeah. are perfect at it. Nope. But I think one, one, <laughs> one strategy uh, that I've always um, – had and felt like that I've been good at is that I'm always pretty gentle on myself. I don't really beat myself up too much. If, if I fall off the wagon on something, um, I, I just kind of take it for what it is. I learn from it and I try and move on and, and take it as a learning, learning experience. So, you know, for example, if um, <clears throat> you get on an exercise routine and you're doing good for a little while and then, you know, your work gets in the way, your, your life gets in the way in some way, shape or form and you kind of fall off the wagon. I think oftentimes people will really just beat themselves up to the point to where it's detrimental to them yeah. you know, uh, to, to be able to carry forward. One thing I've been really good at is just being like, hey, it's OK. You know, none of us are perfect. Let's just hop back on and, and take it from there and and keep that, you know, keep that that movement going upward. Uh, Absolutely. Even if it might be slowly, uh, know that you're 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 moving forward. Your momentum is going forward um, as a as a whole. So that's been a big thing. I think that's really helped me in being persistent and consistent as much as possible. Um, has been a really a really good strategy for me. Yeah, and I I think that's a a beautiful perspective to have on things. Is that progress is progress. You know whether no matter how small of a step forward that you're taking, like as long as it's a step forward, that's a good thing. Yeah. And that moment that you decide to start talking negatively, negatively to yourself, you know, is a step in the wrong direction. And a lot of us yeah. do that to ourselves. Like it really is true. Uh, you know, a lot of the times in most cases, if not all the time, like we're our own worst enemy when it comes to situations like this. And, you know, like you said, like, it's just, I feel like that's part of being a human. Like it's like built yeah. into every, each and one of our DNAs is that we are not perfect and it's going right. to take time to get into things. And, um, if we can just keep that perspective of, you know, the reason why you started this journey in the first place was to benefit yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, patience, just be patient. Be exactly. Kind. Yeah. 
realized that, you know, it's the journey that matters more, I think, really than the destination. Yes. Know we're so oftentimes we're so focused on that destination, that endpoint, and and uh, but just being okay with the path that it, that you're on and and the 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 uh, you know the experience that you have when you're out on that path, and and I, I think that really that really helps for sure. Yeah. And I, so maybe that maybe that's kind of a connecting point as far as the the putting yourself in alignment with what is best for you is when you declare it, that's you talking about the destination. And that's kind of where we create those blockages is we get so focused on the destination that we forget about enjoying the journey. So after you declare it and you talk about the destination, just kind of forget about that. And then from there on out until it comes in into your life, just enjoy the journey every single day, every single moment. And if you can do that, you know, that's when, um, you're always putting yourself one step closer to where you actually want to be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and t- time passes, you know, uh, so so effortlessly that if we're just, yeah. you know, incrementally, consistently, you know, half percent or one percent better every day, you know, over time, up. yeah, over time, those gains they they show up. Um, I think oftentimes we're looking for that really quick gratifying um effect from uh actions that we take and i think we just just being patient and realizing that it'll happen with uh with 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 time as long as you're making those those small small steps is a, is a good way to approach it exactly yeah and that's that's kind of a good point that you made is like when we're going on that that journey of of uh benefiting ourselves or going or bettering ourselves um, with our action, we always want to see like constant growth and constant, you know, positivity, you know, coming into our lives because we're doing something that's, you know, supposed to be better for ourselves. But that's not really how life works, right? Like you're not always going to see the the positive effects that you're getting out of something. A lot of times, like you're going to be working and working and working and you're not going to see anything at all. But if you can learn to enjoy that part of the journey, that once that good does finally come, like it's just gonna, it's just gonna wow you, you know. It's magic, yeah. It is. So yeah, it, it focus on the the journey for everyone that's listening. Uh, you know, it's good to talk about the destination from time to time, but you know, you can't obsess over that. Enjoy, yeah, what it takes to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. And then. So we are wow. Okay, so we're actually coming up on an hour. I did, time time always flies when I when we do these <laughs> I things. It. I always I, it, yeah. I always like worry that it, like it, they're gonna last like fifteen minutes and I'll be like, oh crap! Like we went through everything. What am but, I? How am I gonna fill this? <laughs> yeah, but it always it always runs its course. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. It's awesome. Uh, but uh, for our last question, we have and and this one is, you know a good one to end it on. So if, if there was any advice that you could give someone out there right now that's struggling with something to, that to them seems impossible, what would that be? And I know we've given a lot of good stuff today. Sure, but, yeah. yeah. Probably just a summary of what I've talked about thus far. But you know, if you're really dealing with some significant struggles, I think um, really focusing on 
you know, some, some basic pillars of your health, um, your relationships, um, you know, the type of food and, and beverages that you consume, the people you surround yourself with, nature, I think really um, kind of focusing on some key pillars um, that, uh, you know, will bring you health and vitality and, and uh, people that you're surrounding yourself with that will challenge you and support you and rise, rise you up, you know, raise you up. Um, I think just uh, taking those steps are, are so vital to, you know, they're so vital to how it carries through to the other, other things that might be going in our life, on in our life, the challenges that we're experiencing, whether it's in our career or our relationships, uh, just having the courage to kind of make those continuous improvement steps and, and um, you know, take your life forward. And I think, you know, we all, we all face impossible, insurmountable or seemingly insurmountable challenges sometimes. Um, and so just really focusing on, on some key pillars really, really will help you get through those for sure. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's wonderful. I really like that one. Um, as far as, just, you know, identifying what those pillars are to you, even if you're not aware of what those pillars are right now, that could be your first step is identifying what those pillars are. And then um, how can you move in the right direction of, you know, focusing on those pillars in, in the best way that benefits you? That's, that's really good advice. I like that a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Music, you know, uh, nature, you know, a lot of these things, if we're, if we're, if we're kind of feeding ourselves the wrong things, uh, in all those mediums, it can really play into how we handle insurmountable challenges. So yeah, digging in on those is, is awesome. Yes. And that's another good point is, is finding what, um, those pillars are to you, like as far as alignment with yourself, like everybody's pillars are going to be different just because your parents or your best friend's pillars are this doesn't mean yours has to be that. So if you can identify the pillars that are important and in alignment with you, that can be a wonderful first step. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Brett, uh, this was fantastic. Um, you know, now that you've kind of talked about your juice, uh, journey, I would love to have you back on eventually and you could kind of, uh, you know, give us uh, what it looks like to go through that maybe at a, for 30 days or even up to 100 days, however long you'd sure, love to. Yeah. Because I, um, you know, we I feel like we just scratched the surface as far as like what um, benefits that can bring to your life. And I personally, I had no idea that this was um, even a thing. You know, I, I looked at your profile, but it wasn't until you actually talked about it that... Um, like I saw like how cool this could be and you know, eventually I feel like I want to try it out myself. So awesome. yeah, I, we would, I would love to have you back on sometime to kind of talk about what that journey looks like. Yeah. I'd love to, uh, love to dig in a little deeper on that with you and, and yeah. I appreciate you having me on today and digging in on these, these, these uh, questions and great topics today. It's been, it's been good for me to, <laughs> you know, uh, answer some of those questions you know like i said earlier it's a little bit like therapy to you know just kind of get some of those things off your chest absolutely um, uh, when the right questions come up we can we can we can hit the hit the button and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. eject 
<laughs> exactly. And that's what I've always wanted this show to be about was for, you know, whoever is on the show, like you today, get something out of it. You know, me, the host, I get something out of it. I always yeah. learn something new from the beautiful people that I bring on. And then, of awesome. course, everyone that's listening gets something out of it. So it's just a, a healing experience for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I agree. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Rainy. Well, thank you, Brad. It was it was truly an honor and a blessing to have you on today. And we will catch you next time, guys. As usual, stay safe, stay beautiful. Peace. Thank you so much for your continued support. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please consider checking us out on YouTube and Instagram for highlights of today's episode and future and past episodes. Again, Thank you so, so much. We appreciate you. And as usual, stay beautiful, stay safe, and stay sparky. Until next time, peace.